here's the multi six-figure local service playbook. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. It's the entrepreneurship podcast you can actually apply. Today, we've got a killer case study for you where my guest has built his business starting as a side hustle to almost 300 grand in revenue all on the back of local SEO from awcrap.com. Yes, it's a pet waste removal business. Cody Smith, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hey, Nick. Thank you. Happy to be here. Pretty excited. And me as well. So stick around in this one. You'll learn how Cody found his first customers, how he prices the service, and importantly, how he gets all this work done. So if you're new to the show, I've got something new for you. You can get your own personalized money-making playlist at hustle.show. Just answer a few short, multiple-choice questions. I'll spit back out a custom-curated playlist for you. You can add it to your device. You can learn the tactics that work, and you can go make some more money. Once again, that's at hustle.show. Check it out. Let me know what you think. So, Cody, I want to start with this. So you start this on the side, doing the pet waste removal business. You're making a little bit of money, but it's not quite to the point where it's replacing the day job salary or day job income by any means, but you decide to call it quits. You decide to go all in on the side business. Can you talk me through that decision or walk me through that process? Yeah, I was working about 50 hours a week already, Monday through Friday. I got to the point where my health became an issue. The job was extremely stressful uh, and my blood pressure was out of this world. And I work out all the time and I've been in the fitness industry for years prior to this. Uh, So for some doctor to tell me I needed to be on blood pressure medication, I was absolutely not going to do it. So when I started thinking of doing something else, it was to the point where, you know, what can I do and how can I do it? And I needed to do it. So I decided, you know, I have dogs and just one day I was out in, you know, in the kitchen looking out my window. And of course, here in Colorado, when the snow melts, you get a nice little surprise. <laughs> First thing I said, I'll, you know, look out the window and I'm doing some dishes. I'm like, oh, crap. I got to get out there and clean. And then it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, maybe I should just do that. And kind of went from there. And that's the origin story for the aw crap domain name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just something that people could relate to because I say it all the time and I've noticed other people say it all the time, not just yeah. with dog poop, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a perfect, I love the branding on it. And it's similar. So we had Erica Krupen on the show a few years ago and it was kind of like her similar origin story. Looking out at the backyard of her own house and saying like, Ah, you know, it's a pain point for me. So it's likely a pain point for other people to go out and have to clean this stuff up. So maybe there's a business angle. Now, what happened next? Was there any like competitive analysis? Other people are doing this. Like, how am I going to uh, go out and get customers for this? While I was working my day job, I really didn't have much time. So the weekends were it, but I have a five-year-old daughter. uh, So it's very difficult to find, find time. I started off, I mean, first I hired somebody to actually clean my yard. And Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So they so did it once and they didn't do that great of a job. But then I was thinking, wow, he wasn't out there very long. And then I went and checked and there was a few piles he missed, but I wasn't you know, upset about it. But then I just started thinking, you know what, I think I should just do this. And at the time I was playing around with uh, rank and rent models too. You know, So I did a couple sites and uh, sold them off. Uh, so I was like, you know what, maybe I could just do that and and build a site and rank it and you know, just give it to somebody, you know, sell it off pretty cheap and, you know, make some extra cash. 
so <clears throat> I started building. Okay, so real quick, let me kind of give my you know, 30 second overview of, of my understanding of rank and rent. This is building kind of a generic facing Denver area carpet cleaning or Denver area pooper scooper, you know, type of thing. Like, and then farming out, you know, getting that site to the top of Google in Google places or Google my business, like the map listing and then the, you know, organic results and then farming out, essentially renting it out, like you said, to another business that already provides that service. Say, hey, you know, what is, what's this worth to you on a monthly basis? 500 bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month. Hey, we'll, we send you all the leads that we get from, uh, from this site. Is my understanding? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, uh, so I started with the, the, almost a large amount of time I had, uh, in my days. <laughs> I started building a website and some, uh, you know, social pages, that sort of thing. And keep in mind, my, in my whole idea was to just, like I said, rank it and then get it where I can get some passive income coming in every single month to basically help me pay my bills. And it was maybe three weeks, I think. And I started getting phone calls. And so then I had to go take care of these, these clients because they signed up. I had to get, had to take care of them. Okay, so you were ranking the site, but you didn't have you didn't necessarily have the service provider who was going to no be, uh, <laughs> on, the, on the back end to go out and fulfill the work. No, and at the at the time, I just had this little Hyundai Elantra car, a little sedan, and so I was so embarrassed because I'm thinking, where the heck am I going to put the crap? You know, it's, <laughs> I'm in a car, and so I was just like, oh, I'm going to double bag it and put it in a put it in the trunk and be good. So I ended up having to go do that. And it was, I was so nervous, so shaky. And then I started getting more calls. And so then I started thinking to myself, hold on a second. What if I just did 10 of these a day? You know, that'd be an extra 150 bucks a day. And then, okay, now we're talking about a thousand bucks a week almost. Wow. I can just do this on the weekends. And so that that's it. That's why I started to do. So, as I'm working my full-time job, I'm starting to get clients and it's happening on the weekends. People would ask me if I could come on a Monday or Tuesday. Nope, we only have Saturday, Sunday available. So next thing I know, I'm working five days a week, 50 hours a week in my current job. And then my Saturdays and Sundays are starting to just fill up. And so I have no day off. And then it started to get a little crazy. Okay. And it's $15 per for cleanup per yard is ever was I, I don't know. I trying to do math on the air is not my strong suit. <laughs> uh, so my average ticket, I just do the average is 15. So some are, some are 13, some are 18, you know, then you get some initial cleans that are a little bit more and then one-time cleans that are a lot more, but I always would just do 15 cause it's pretty average and it would just give me an idea. Okay. And then for each, are you trying to set these customers up on like a recurring, hey, I'll come back. I mean, as long as you can have that dog, you're going to have this problem. So I'll be back <laughs> right. next week. I'll be back the week after. Like, how do you set that up? Looking at the competition, uh, most popular is once a week, twice a week, and biweekly. And so I just looked at the, my areas and saw what other people were doing. And in my mind in business, the last thing I wanted to do was undercut. There's no need to undercut. And if anything, go more, go be, be more expensive than your competition uh, and just provide better service. Uh, so, I mean, when I look at stuff and I see people undercutting all the time, it's you just don't need to do that. And so I just said, OK, I'm just going to match pretty much the average of what everybody else is doing. Average is, you know, 15 bucks for two dogs once a week. Uh, so I just modeled it off of that. And then 
people didn't really have a choice, but for once a week or twice a week or a one-time clean. So people would just automatically choose one. And so you, you want reoccurring because it's just, you know, it's the best, but you know, you get the one-timers that are a nice little push. Okay. That's fair. I, th- I think a couple of really important things here. There were already other people doing this. I mean, you hired one of them yet within three weeks, you were still able to start getting phone calls and say, Hey, can you come out and do this? Now I want to dive into that. So what, what do you think attributed to you know, being able to start a brand new site and within just a few weeks have like actual live customers calling you or emailing you saying, yeah, can you come provide this service? You know, in my previous years, like I mentioned, I've done some SEO and building some websites using WordPress and I was actually forced to learn it. You know, years ago when I had a fitness studio, I had somebody, I hired them to build a website, paid them a bunch of money and he bailed. So I was forced to start learning and then I just kept learning this stuff. And so it became like a video game to me, learning how to do this stuff, create it and rank it. It just was like a, an adult video game instead of playing Xbox, you know, you'd get so excited. Uh, so I started putting the pieces together. I needed to create an online presence. And my whole goal with doing it was I didn't want to spend a dime in advertising. I couldn't afford it for one. Uh, and I saw every other company that was around advertising. I'm like, I don't want to do that because it's, you know, you can easily spend 500 to a thousand bucks every single month. So I basically started figuring out local. So I looked at the basic stuff, you know, you're seeing people on Yelp, you're seeing people in next door, you're seeing people, you know, do all these different things. So I started setting those sites up and I optimized them. So that's how I started. And my website wasn't even complete. I mean, it was there and maybe a, a little bit of like a homepage and some service pages and sign up links, but it was nowhere near, it's still nowhere near being done, but it was a heck of a process. <laughs> so you kind of, to, to kind of back through this process, you start you kind of like just a placeholder website. Here's who we are. Here's what we do. Here are the services that we can provide. And it, it kind of sits out there. I mean, the earlier you can get that up and indexing and aging in Google, probably the better, but then you're going out to these other sites, the other kind of business directories like the Yelps and Nextdoors and kind of create a presence that point back to that website. Am I understanding that correctly? Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, the main goal was to rank on Google, get in Google Maps. And I know I knew in order to do that, I had to have other sites already created that had my map, you know, so my my map. So map is name, address and phone number. It's your citation. So I had to have as many of those around as possible uh, before I started setting up my Google My Business or Google Business Profile. I basically just started getting out there and, and putting the words out, did some Facebook stuff. Uh, and then once I was ready, I created my Google Business Profile. When you say did some Facebook stuff, what do you mean by that? So I created pages. And so, you know, everybody knows create a Facebook business page. You know, so I did that. And when you start a new business and you have nobody following it, no, no content in there. And if someone stumbles across your service and they go and take a look at it, first thing they see is, well, nobody's following this and there's no content on here. Who the heck are these people? <laughs> yeah. So I started reaching it almost, out. It almost looks worse than like having nothing at all. <laughs> right. So I started building that out. And when I say build out, I optimize it with my main keywords, the services. And in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, these are the same things. I'm going to be listed on my Google business profile because it all kind of needs to 
match. You know what I mean? Okay. It so, can be in alignment. Okay. Yeah. So on Facebook, yeah, I put out some posts. I put some before and after photos and, you know, some people like it, but I started getting a lot of followers anyway, just because of the area I'm in. I've lived in the same area. Everybody knows me as the fitness guy. I did classes and all this stuff and I'd have a huge following. And so I, I got a lot of people to follow and then they'd say, oh my gosh, this fitness guru is cleaning up dog poop. <laughs> so it, it caused a lot of uh, conversations, I guess. Can I pause there? Because that's a, that's an interesting, you know, personal rebrand where I think a lot of people would would say, well, that's not what I'm known for. And like, if I stick my neck out here and it doesn't work, and especially kind of it's kind of an unglamorous industry, like I'm going to get pushback. People are going to judge me. Can you speak to that at all? Yeah. You know, it's all the time, all the time people, when they ask me, what, what are you doing now? And I tell them they're just, they kind of just shake their head and they always, a lot of people offer me jobs. Uh, so, you know, like, get, no, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. Thank you. Yeah. I get yeah. a lot of people offer me work all the time for doing something. I mean, I'll be in yards and I'll have uh, guys putting up fences or doing roofs and asking me, you know, you make any money doing that? And I'll, yeah, I'll make a little bit. And then they'll offer yeah, you, don't, you don't want to invite more competition. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll, they'll offer me something. Well, we can make you a heck of a lot more here. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, a lot of people that were following me in the fitness industry were, were shocked, uh, shocked that this is the route I went. And yeah, but a lot of support too. A lot of people supported it. But what's crazy is I didn't really get any of those people as customers. I think I have now. I do, but um, I think at the time I think I had one who I taught her sister. Her sister used to go to my fitness classes, and she was one of my first customers. Okay. And so it was less about selling to that existing network, but more using them for kind of that initial social proof to, you know, th throw some likes toward this Facebook page. So it didn't look like a ghost town. You no, know, people would people would start following me just to see what the heck was going on. All right. So there's the Yelp, the Nextdoor, the Facebook page. There's, you know, the, the website that's kind of just bare bones, kind of sitting out there. Um, what, what any other like local citations for this name, address, phone number that you would consider, you know, must do's for somebody starting this local, a local service? Yeah. One of the best things to do <clears throat> is find out what your competitors are using. So when you're, when you're doing your analysis, you're, you're looking at who's ranking the top three in maps and those same top three people they should be showing up on the front page, the same the organic section on page one on Google. And if they are, those are the ones you want to follow and figure out what other citations. So in this business, APOS was one of them. And then just other article, you know, submission sites. Uh, so what I found out was I would go and I would do the research and I'd find out which the top I guess the sites that the, the citation sites they were using, which ones were holding the most weight. And those are the ones I researched and then became a part of. Uh, was there a tool that you like to figure out uh, what those were? Geo, uh, let's see. What's the name of it? Mangools. Mangools is what I use for my keywords of researching and all that. So it's M-A-N-G-O-L-S, I believe. Yeah. Uh, that one is, it would, you could click on, the, you know, the whoever's top, but you could look at all, you know, how they're. Yeah, that's a new one for me. Yeah. And 
that's what I did. I started reaching out. And then there's a couple services that you can buy into. Some people will go straight to Fiverr and you know, I don't really recommend it unless you done work with a, a certain person there, you know, for a few times and, and they're reliable and good. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people will just say, you know, just get a whole buttload of citations, you know, the name, address and phone number and you'd be good. And you want to kind of what, what worked well was slow feeding those. I didn't want to have 300 of them all hit the same day. You know, I wanted to have, you know, 20, 30 of them every month. Keep going. And so that's something that I still do. I still will look and uh, find different ones and add them to the list and get a, get a citation uh, for it. Okay. Because you think it would look weird to just go blast it out, uh, thunderclap your style, like hundreds, <laughs> hundreds at, at once? Yeah. I mean, not saying that it doesn't work. And, and, and of course, I don't know. I'm no expert at this. I just know what I've done and it works. But I've seen people you know, go on the Fiverr and, you know, get 300 of them. And, but a lot of times what they don't know is Google sometimes don't index those. And so there's a little trick because at first mine weren't getting indexed. Uh, I mean, so there's a little trick to, and I'll give this little nugget out there. When you do citations, whoever does them, or if you do them yourself, you need to have Google be able to index those. And so one of the best things to do is create a page on your Facebook or on your website. It doesn't have to be to where, you know, it's a, at the top or it could be anywhere, but you know, in the footer, you can put something like uh, find us on the web. And if they were to click on that, it would be a list of all your citations. And those citations would be links to those citations. And then Google will be able to easily index those. A lot of people don't do that. And it's, 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 it's crazy because, you know, they'll get all these citations and they think it's done, but half the time they're not indexed. Interesting because there's no, because they're kind of orphaned pages. There's no yeah. links pointing to them. And that's, that's actually really interesting because I would, well, now it's a, now it's a reciprocal link. Like you're linking to them, they're linking to you. And I was like, well, uh, is that, does that really carry any weight? But it's less about the inbound links to you. It's more like, you know, kind of casting out this wide net and saying, wow, this guy's got a presence everywhere. Right. And and they do, they end up popping up everywhere. But I, I noticed when you get them indexed, it definitely helps a ton uh, just because I've helped some people in the past and they, oh, I got citations now, no problem. And months later, they're still wondering about it. And it's like, well, here, try this. And then, you know, 60 days later, they're starting to see some big jumps. So, okay, yeah, citations are a big deal. You know, the other bit of advice that I was given on these local citation pages is trying to come up with a somewhat unique description of your business or service for each. And it's like, you're not going to write, you know, a hundred different, you know, slightly different versions, but like, instead of just resist the temptation to just straight copy and paste, because then it's like, well, it's like just duplicated across every single site. So I don't know if that's something that you tried to do as well, but that was in the rank and rent episode that we did. That was a bit of advice that was given. Yeah. And a lot of times I would use spin tax, so it would automatically rewrite it. Sorry. Is that a specific uh, service? Spin tax? Um, like when you do like an article rewriter, you can put spin tax. in. so instead of saying the word pooper scooper, you can have different variations, pooper scooper, dog voice cleanup, multiple different choices separated by commas. And every time that article's rewritten, it chooses one. So it's not the same. And you do that throughout the entire description. So there you would have unique content. So you wouldn't have to, you could copy and paste sort of, but it's with spin text. 
Okay. You probably have uh, chat GPT do it for you at this point. <laughs> you know what? We started playing with that and that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. More with Cody in just a minute, including some really juicy Google business profile tips and how he collects reviews from happy customers. But when you're working on a side hustle, it's easy to feel like there just aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all of your invoicing and bookkeeping and accounting on your own, you're probably spending too much time on administrative tasks that could be simplified or automated. Our sponsor, FreshBooks, is the easy-to-use accounting and invoicing software that makes it simple to send invoices and get paid fast. Plus, it keeps your income and expenses organized to make tax time easy. That's right around the corner. Inside FreshBooks, you'll have a real-time dashboard you can use to easily see the health of your business and, importantly, if anybody owes you money. There's no accounting classes necessary. In fact, 94% of FreshBooks users say it's super easy to get up and running. And if you do run into any hiccups, FreshBooks award-winning support team is standing by to help out. FreshBooks users save up to 11 hours a week by streamlining their administrative and bookkeeping tasks, which means more time to move your business forward. I want to invite Side Hustle Show listeners to take advantage of a special offer at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. When you head over there, you'll get 90% off your FreshBooks subscription for four months. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. And big thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring the show. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. Okay, so kind of lay the groundwork before going to... Google My Business or Google Business Profile. I keep changing. This is like the seventh or eighth iteration, like in the course of doing the show. They keep changing the name of it. But, you know, kind of laying the groundwork before going over there to set up the profile. Talk to me about optimizing that that presence. Like now I'm, I'm going, I'm going to Google. I'm coming to the Oracle. I need this to work. Uh, talk about setting that up the right way. This is the fun part. Man. I love this. So my goal at the time was I'll take any business. I don't care where you're located. You know, I need to make money. I'll do it. And so when, when you set up your Google profile, yeah, I think you can input 20 cities. So I filled it up and I just did, you know, so you got Denver, but then you've got all the little cities around. And so I just started, you know, putting them all in there. Uh, and so I oh, knew. Like the, the area, like the service areas that you're, you're able to go to. Correct. Okay. Correct. So once I decided what service areas, I needed to create content. So on your Google business profile, they automatically create you a website inside there and it just mimics pretty much what you post on Google business. So I made it a, you know, a goal to where I would post almost every day, a, you know, a picture or something that had to do with the business. And I would make sure it would be geared towards whatever location I was trying to rank for. So 
the first thing is, is my original address is my place of business. You know, I wanted to rank in my city and that's how I signed up my Google business profile. So of course, this city that I'm located in is the one that's going to rank first. I'm not going to rank in the neighboring city before I rank in my current city where I'm actually located and where my GMB is registered at. Yeah. So, so hopefully you understand, people understand that because a lot of times people will set up, oh, I'm just going to get my GMB, but I'm going to do service, you know, these two cities down. And if, you, if you're having a mobile type of business and you're not serving clients in your home and you want to obscure your home address, or do they allow you to put like, you know, just the, you know, the intersection of the main street in your town? They got to send you a postcard. Like, can you use a PO box or a UPS box or something? When you sign up for a service-based business, you have that option. Is it, is it a physical address or is it a mobile business? You know, so you choose the mobile and neither one of them will rank the other. Sometimes people will say, oh, well, if you have a, a business location, it'll rank better than the non. That's not true. My goal was to get my city going first. So I knew once I got that started to rank, I could branch off into the nearby cities. So whatever city cities butt up to where you're located at, that's your money. That's where you're going to start ranking next. And then once those start to rank, it'll out go to the neighboring cities of those ones. So it's like a wheel, you know, it just keeps. Yeah. I can, can picture like the, the, uh, you know, the epicenter and the circle is kind of like coming out from it. Right. So what I started to do is I just created a schedule. Uh, so, you know, Mondays I would post this for, this city, Tuesday would be this city, this, you know, and it would just change. So when I wake up at 3.30 in the morning, that's what I had to do. I would create a post of, you know, maybe lawn mowing or poop scooping, whatever it was that I was trying to go after. Uh, and at this time, it was poop scooping. So I'd find all my different keywords I wanted to rank in, and I would create a little piece of not a whole article, but just, you know, just a, you know, two or three sentences that I could post on to Google My Business and then social media, you know, maybe even uh, YouTube videos. YouTube videos I was doing maybe a little bit, but not too much. Um, so I would just get this rhythm. And I would just do it every single day. Every single day I was posting something. Do you have an example of like what a, you know, what a post would say? I'm trying to, like, I have a hard time coming up with, you know, one, I shouldn't say I have a hard time, but like, you know, try, especially like micro content where it's like, you know, here, you know, if you have pictures, great. Here's a picture of me doing somebody's lawn in this specific city. Like, okay, that makes sense. But like, if you, if you don't have that yet, or you're trying to build that up, like what kind of stuff should people think about posting? Yeah. So um, here's one we just did uh, two days ago. So, you know, looking for a reliable and affordable lawn care service that can handle both lawn mowing and dog poop cleanup. Look no further than all crap pooper scooper service. Our experienced team is here to make your lawn dreams a reality. That's it. Okay, that's fair. And then tagging that this is this is a post to the Google business profile, uh, not necessarily like on your website. Right. So this is just a, a Google post. And then I hashtag a couple different cities. But there's another trick that you can do. When you take photos on your phone, the geolocation is automatically mapped. So if you're in Seattle, and you take a picture of it, it's going to automatically take, you know, that picture is automatically going to have that geolocation embedded in that picture. And Google knows that. So when you take that picture and let's say you're trying to rank for Denver, well, it's geolocated in Seattle, 
not Denver. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you have, let's say I'm, you know, you're trying to rank in, like in my area, if I'm trying to rank in Inglewood, which is, you know, two, two cities away, then that picture needs to be from Inglewood. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's a nice little, a little trick that just helps. I mean, everybody should be taking pictures anyway, but if you, if you're not capable of it, you can easily get a piece of software that can take any image and put it at any location you want. Yeah, that's basically what I did. So I made sure that those photos were tagged for the city I was ranking, trying to rank for. And then I would create that post for that same city. So it all matched up. You know, the picture was from that area. The post said something about that area. And I just constantly, constantly doing it. And next thing I know, I'm just starting to rank. And then I've had, you know, I've had people say, oh, you can't rank in multiple cities with just one GMB. Well, when I look up local Falcon, I look at our rankings, we're covering the entire Denver metro area, <laughs> you know, and it, it's crazy. Yeah. As people start to call you from different areas, you go service those customers and you get more content. Like I could see it become kind of a self uh, fulfilling cycle in some ways. Right. Yeah. And then you, I mean, yeah, then you service somebody in a city that you're not, not based in, they leave you a review. And if you instruct them how to leave that review, uh, but then again, Google's going to know what area they're in. So it's automatically going to show that that person was in you know, a couple cities away from you that left that review. So that all is going to help as well. But reviews. Are you doing anything, sorry, are you doing anything specific to collect those reviews or build a system around that? Uh, we, we use nice job, but our reviews aren't that, we don't have that many. And it's just because I've slacked on it. But reviews are, are definitely a ranking factor. But it's not the end be all. People say, oh, if you have more reviews, you're going to outrank everybody. I'm outranking people with 300 reviews. And I have maybe 45, I think. You know, and it's just because we've, I've got somebody who's going to be taking care of it and, and dealing with that part of it just because I just don't have the time to do it. Uh, but when you're trying to get started, you're getting these reviews, you can easily instruct the customer how to leave the review. Uh, and, you know, is that right? I mean, eh. I mean, most people will just go on there and say, oh, they did great. Or, oh, you know, sometimes people will leave you a really nice review without you even saying anything. But if you just give them a, a little card, maybe with a QR code on it that can easily scan, they scan it and it'll go right to where they need to leave a review. And you can basically just make sure they say, hey, just mention the city, you know, because we service everywhere. So if people just know that you're in Aurora, uh, they'll know we come here. People are so easy to, you know, they'll do whatever you ask them to do if you do a good job. Obviously, they're going to include the service that they hired you for. And then if you can, you know, add that extra nudge to add the name of the city, like feeding more data into the algorithm. Here. Yes. Yeah. Mainly okay. you want them to mention a keyword and the city. So dog poop and, you know, whatever city they're in. And most people do. Most people do. Yeah, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. And then you can start ranking in all these different areas. And like you said, it doesn't take that many. It just, you kind of have this critical mass, like double digits is kind of what I aim for, like for a book launch or something where it's like, okay, there's enough level of social proof to say, okay, yes, this service is legitimate. Yes, this book is legitimate. Like whatever it is, this course is legitimate and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to take the leap and, and trust because it's for new customers only, like people who are discovering you for the first time. Right. All right. So people start calling you up. You start ranking. It rings your phone, like a Google voice number, a grasshopper number. <laughs> um, and then, so you start, uh, be, 
like talk to me about, I guess the, maybe the booking and scheduling logistics, but like what's typical when somebody discovers you for the first time. So doing the research, I noticed there was only a couple companies that allowed online booking. And in, in this world, everybody's quick and easy. They want everything fast. They don't want to have to call you. They want you to come get them a quote. They just want to make it easy. So I noticed a lot of the competitors, you had a call or, you know, oh my gosh, it was a pain in the butt. So I immediately was like, okay, I need to find an online booking. I need to find something. So then I came across multiple things, job or I found all these different things. I'm like, my gosh, there's so many to choose from. And then I went with a company that is specifically for dog waste and their entire setup. It's not, you know, some of these companies you can, you, you can be a house cleaner, you can be a window cleaner, you can be a landscaper and it'll, you know, I wanted something that was specifically for it and I found it. You're talking about software niches. Like that's, <laughs> that's really impressive. <laughs> and they're outstanding. I mean, the, the customer service, they are so quick to respond. Um, so now I figured it out, you know, okay, now I can have a way for people to, you know, just sign up online. That's it. So, you know, of course I had people saying, well, if you do it that way, then your quotes are going to be off. What if you go there and it's horrible and the quote is a lot less than what you should charge? So I was like, all right, well, then I'll make a note of that. And when they know they sign up, it's going to be, okay, this is your estimated cost. But if the yard is a complete wreck, whatever, then... Yeah, or if you show up and they have like, you know, an acre and a half and right. 17 dogs, and you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So I immediately was like, okay, cool. I'll address that. So people know, hey, this is just an estimate. It could go up, it could go down uh, based upon, you know, how much waste, how big the yard is. Uh, so I implemented that. And next thing I know, my calls like almost stopped. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get any calls. So I'm like, what in the world? And people are just booking online. Yeah, the only reason people are calling you is because they have to. Like, if there is an easier way to do this and avoid talking to somebody, uh, absolutely. What's the What's the name of that tool? Uh, Sweep and go. And yeah, I, I know. I know if anybody's listening, if they go that route, I know they they have a deal too. Uh, I just can't remember it, but um, yeah, if people mention my name, they'll get a. I think I can't remember. They get a way better deal though. But they they are they're awesome, and you know it, it's it does all the routing, it does all the invoicing. I got the you know merchant account set up right through it, so everything is right there. The app for you know for the route to go on the text, it's all right there. It's so easy, and you know when we would set it up, you can set you know what areas you know you you can accept clients. So when people go to it to book, they immediately put in you know their zip code, how many dogs, how long has it been, and boom spits out a quote so they know if they like it boom they book it and next thing you know they get an email from me with a little video kind of explains hey if your art's more of a mess you know basically all the questions most people have so it really just streamlined it and yeah it works amazing it really because when i was thinking when i was still working my 50-hour job and this on the side I had to make that choice because it started growing so fast. I had to make a choice. Am I going to, you know, leave all my benefits and what am I going to do? Am I going to do this? And that that uh, that software really actually pushed us through, uh, and we were able to make that choice. And okay, and does it help with the, you know, route mapping? I guess because you wouldn't want to have it 
you know, schedule somebody over here. And then 15 minutes later, you're supposed to be like, uh, you know, three towns over, like trying to optimize that route, I guess. Yeah, it does all that. So, okay. you know, when someone signs up, it, I got this big old map and it just shows a big old exclamation point. So that that spot is the new person. And then I can look at it because it's all color coded. Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesdays, you know, however I have it set up. And so I see, okay, cool. Nah, they're more of a Thursday person, Thursday route. So then I would let them know, hey, your day is going to be Thursday. Then I do get people that request, you know, certain days. And that's when we started adding services, more services. Yeah, that's the kind of the funny thing is like, as you're out there doing this stuff, everything is optimized for the pooper scooper business, but people start at, Hey, do you do snow removal? Hey, do you do lawn care? Like, it's kind of interesting that you become, you know, people don't want to have multiple service providers. Like, can I just have a go-to person for the outside of my house? Right. And you can become that person. And so that's really interesting. And so, you know, the common advice is, you know, niche down until it hurts, which it sounds like you did initially, but then being open to what other work comes down the road. Right. Well, and you know, the only reason I started doing that is, I was in a bad spot. Like I, I had no money. I mean, I had a great job, but I was in debt and I had to get things taken care of. So I would do anything. You know, if someone asked me, I was like, yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. But then I, it, what started happening was arguments of, oh, well, my lawn care guy comes on Tuesdays, but you can't come on Thursdays. And I was just like, you know what? Why don't we just do it for you? Oh, you don't mow my lawn? Yeah, I'll just come mow it Thursday. You'll clean up your dog poop, do it all. Wow. Okay. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so once that happened, I was like, oh, great. You know, here we go. So I went to Google and my updated my GMB, you know, offered lawn mowing. And then I started ranking for lawn mowing. You know, so, yeah, all that comes into play. And what a lot of times with this with Google business profile is I, I, I see it a lot is when people are trying to rank, you know, outside of their service area, they say in Google that they service these other areas, but their websites don't. So Google looks at that and now Google's confused. So you say you service these other areas on our platform, but your website says otherwise. So you have to add a a specific page to your site for Aurora, for Littleton, for, you know, these other areas. Right. So like, look at Starbucks. They have a main website, but then they also have multiple locations. And those multiple locations are all embedded in that same website. But when you click on, you know, a different area where a Starbucks is at, boom, it pops up that area. You know what I mean? So when you're creating these local pages, if you will, so what you want to do is your website needs to mimic what you're saying on Google. So if you're saying you're servicing these five other cities, then your website needs to have a location page uh, or a dropdown, if you will. And on that dropdown, you should list your five cities. And when they click on that city, a whole nother inside your current website, but it's for that city. So all the keywords are going for that city, that service. Uh, there's a Google map in there. Maybe there's, you know, there's information about the city, things to do, you know, a little bit about the city, you know, just good content about that city and your service. And now you're creating citations for that city. It was really entertaining because I was on like a cabinet builder that was just, just north of here. And you could tell, like, they had these pages built out for, like, all of the surrounding cities. And it was, like, things to do in Sammamish, you know, custom cabinet builder in Sammamish. And, you know, fun fact, you know, the water district, you know, it was just, like, random stuff. But it was, like, you know, from 
the, the marketer's perspective. You could like see through it right away, but it was like, I understand. I understand why you need to do this because you got to, you can't just have three, you know, three sentences about what it is. You got to kind of build out the content on this page, the map and the, you know, and the picture, like here's a, here's a project that we recently did. And so, you know, all of this different stuff. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but that, but that makes sense. So on your GMB, you've got categories. So whatever your main category is. So let's say in this instance, it's, we can only really use waste uh, with waste removal or some or waste some. Um, so you want to have that on your site as well. And then inside those services, you've got, so just give me an example for waste management services. So much stuff comes up, you know, so you've got, you can click in your services on your GMB and you can click on these different services that are inside of that main category. So your main category of waste management service or window cleaning or house cleaning is going to have a bunch of sub categories. You want your website to mimic that. So whatever your main category is, you should definitely have that on your site and the subcategories. So for under waste management service, you're going to find, you know, yard debris removal, animal poop, one-time cleanup, commercial, you know, ongoing. So inside a GMB, you can open that up and there's a description in there. You want to optimize that. But then also on your website, you want that to be on your site as well. So basically the two go hand in hand and just most people just don't know that they just, they just set up their GMB and don't really do much with it, you know. And when you're looking at, if you're starting any local business, when you're looking at it, <clears throat> you're looking at your competition, you want to look at, are these people posting uh, photos on a regular basis? So do they have videos up? You know, are they constantly updating this thing? If they're not and you do, chances are you're going to beat them. And already, you know, it's what? 15th, 16th, to 17th of uh, February, and we've got 45 new clients this month already. And we haven't handed out one business card, one door hanger, nothing. All from Google. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, 
I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes. T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. So that leads into the next question of like the logistics of hand. Are you still doing, still doing this all yourself? Is there a team that's going out to handle all these new jobs? I mean, each individual one probably doesn't take a lot of time, but then you start to say, well, crap, I got 45 new customers, plus all my existing customers from the previous months, and like it starts to get pretty busy, pretty hectic, pretty fast, it sounds like. It, it does. And we tried bringing some people on last year, and I just didn't have the experience with it, with this industry, and it didn't quite work out that well. I mean, it, it did a little bit, but now we're going to get ready to start doing it again, just because, you know, I started to make some changes. Here's the problem. I worked my tail off, you know, growing up, we were poor, so I had to work. And I basically, that's just stayed with me my entire life and I love it. So I would work to the bone, you know, I myself do anywhere from 50 to 60 yards a day and I would expect people to do the same. And that was my problem. Um, (laughs) So doing 50, 60 yards a day, you're out all day long and it's, it's hard on the body. Uh, So, now we're we're, gonna, we're we're changing that, <laughs> and we're gonna uh, basically you know bring on just a few people to where you know they're doing fifteen maybe twenty a day is all, and kind of go from there. People think oh it's easy it is easy you know it's simple it's it's just it's hard yeah, on the simple body. simple but not necessarily easy yeah, right yeah it's yeah there's the marketing side of it this digital optimization side which you've done really really well and then there's the like logistics of going out and actually doing the physical work, which is a whole nother element. And eventually, how do you, you you kind of run into the ceiling of your own hours uh, You just to to be able to go out and do it before bringing somebody else on. So I appreciate you sharing that, the the growing pains and challenges uh, of of a growing business, a fast growing business. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been fun and extremely life-changing and but it is, yeah, it definitely is difficult to manage all of it by yourself. So the next question, because people are obviously going to ask, if you're doing 50, 60 yards in a day, and I imagine this is not out of the back of the Hyundai Elantra anymore, but like, what do you what do you do with all the poop? So, yeah, well, we've got a, a pretty big truck. But at first, you know, when we were small, uh, we just put it in our dumpster. Not a big deal. Then you start growing and all of a sudden your truck's full. (laughs) So uh, we've actually partnered up with a storage unit place where we provide the dumpster and put a lock on it and pay them rent for it to be there. 
and then we just dump there. So it's away from everybody else, you know, away from houses. They don't have a problem with it because it's just like them renting uh, another unit, but they're not renting a unit. They're renting a spot where they already have a dumpster and we just put a dumpster right next to it. Um, so that's the easy part, really. I mean, at first, we, it was just like I said, we just put it in our own, you know, our initials and one-time cleans, we put it in their dumpster. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, initially I thought it was like, well, put it in the, you know, green waste bin or compost. And it's like, oh no, it's like pretty toxic stuff. Like you don't want to do that. So, well, what's next for you? Where do you want to take this thing? You know, the local SEO part is, that's the, that's the bread and butter. If you learn how to do that, you can do it with anything. If you just put your mind to it. Uh, so I've kind of created a, a course for starting a dog waste removal company, but it's not rocket science. There's <laughs> you know? a scoop of poop here. So uh, it, it more led to learning how to build a website and rank it and, and do local SEO. People don't know a lot about GMB. They don't know, you know, the ins and outs on making your content on your website, being able to rank, and they don't know all these little nicks and nacks. And, you know, if they knew that, then they could probably save a lot of money and not hire somebody to do it. So over the last probably six months, I've been putting content together in proof of how we do it and how to do it. And that's what we're up to next. Well, very good. Do you have a do you have a landing page? Do you have a URL? Where should we send people? Um, right now, we don't. Um, just because I won't put it out until we're done. I'm very picky. I mean, people. I've had people reach out to me already uh, that just know what I'm doing, and you know, I just chat with them and let them know. Hey, as soon as it, as soon as we launch it out, you could be first on the list. It's going to be something that's extremely affordable that anybody could actually, no matter if you're in the same situation I was in and you couldn't rub two nickels together, you're going to be able to afford it. So that's something that we're going to do. And of course, yeah, if they wanted to reach out, they could, you know, they could, and uh, we would just put them on the list, which it's probably going to be here in the next couple of weeks, actually. Oh, perfect. Well, as soon as, as soon as you're live, let me know. We'll uh, be sure to link that up in the show notes for you. Cause I think that'd be a great resource for everybody. For sure. For sure. We appreciate that. And then on the business front, you know, working on bringing on some extra team members, you're trying to get this thing to half a million, a million a year. Like how much, how much poop out there is there to conference? <laughs> it's crazy. You know, every year we've grown so much and it's, it's ridiculous. I think last year between was it January and April, we added 130 new clients and this year we're on track to almost two, it'll be, I'm, I'm hoping right around the 225 mark, but just basing it off of the past. Um, this year is a little different because January slowed us down because it was so cold, but now it's picking right back up again. So we're definitely bringing on a crew uh, that's basically just going to handle pretty much all of it. And I'm going to, you know, probably uh, expand and do other things. You know, we, we have a jet ski business that we're, uh, jet ski rental business that we want to expand. Um, so that's something, you know, be able to be on the lake all day with the daughter. That would be the ultimate goal. Well, Cody, this has been awesome. Again, you can find him at awcrap.com. That's aw with two W's. Um, reach out over there uh, and be sure to let me know when this uh, course is eventually live or even a waiting list. So we'll be sure to link that up for you so people can go check that out. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. If you have the idea or you have the motivation to just do anything, do something, just 
put your mind to it and go find the time in the morning. Like I had to do it at three 30 in the morning in order to make it work and just find the time, do it, stick to it. And if you fail, great. You learn something, just get back up and do it again. Try something else. Yeah, this is the biggest thing. And we're really one of the recurring themes is if you've minimized your downside risk, didn't cost you hardly anything to start the business. And all of a sudden now I've got customers, now I've got revenue and I can reinvest that as needed. I can continue to grow it. And so I'm swinging for the big upside, minimize my downside risk. And uh, I can, you know, one, one success erases a lot of failures in that case, especially if I've positioned those in my mind as experiments. So I don't, um, you know, take those <laughs> sting of failure so personally and say like, oh, okay, learn from that. Work didn't work. Okay. Reca- recalibrate, readjust and go forward. So um, yeah, put your mind to it and go. I really love it. Again, awcrap.com. A couple notes from me before we wrap up. Just number one, like solve a recurring problem. I love this type of business because like, okay, if you get one customer, they're likely to be pretty sticky and stick around for a long time. So when you're saying, hey, we're adding 40, sometimes 50 customers over the matter of a month, think of like the lifetime value of that customer. So it's like, yes, near term cash flow, but like, boom, you know, lifetime value, annual recurring revenue to that business. Like as long as that dog is likely to stick around, like it makes a lot of sense. And then I love your note about it became like a video game. I love this idea of gamifying Google. And I don't know if Google would appreciate us saying this, but like, you know, because I, I feel the same way creating new content. It feels almost like alchemy. Like it's, it's, you know, ones and zeros on the internet, but like, you know, you create something out of nothing. All of a sudden this new article is ranking, you know, where it wasn't before. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's very rewarding work like that content creation plus analysis phase of it. And it very much does feel like a game. So if you can convince yourself that it is and have some fun playing it, I think that'll go a long way. But again, if you're new to the show, you can get your own personalized money-making playlist at hustle.show. Just answer a few short multiple choice questions. I'll give you your custom curated cash flowing playlist. You can add it to your device. You can learn the tactics that work and go make some more money. Once again, that is all new for you at hustle.show. Big thanks to Cody for sharing his insight. Thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring this week. Now's the time to get your bookkeeping out of the shoebox and into the cloud with the help of the number one invoicing and accounting solution for freelancers and service providers everywhere. Side Hustle Show listeners can hit up freshbooks.com slash side hustle to get 90% off your FreshBooks subscription for four months. Once again, that's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, make sure to text a friend, help spread the word. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.